another episode of Beyond Fintech. Today, I'm welcoming uh, Carmela Gomez Castellao, who is head of open banking at BBVA. Um, Carmela, you have been a long time at BBVA. You have done quite a long career there. I would love to have basically an intro uh, of your career and maybe your path at BBVA. Okay, so. I mean, I'm now in charge of open banking. I went through the um, ventures unit uh, within uh, BBVA. I, I even worked as a trader in my past life. And, uh, and my main experience is around deploying global projects within BBVA, either for corporates, companies, etc. So um, that's more or less my background. And can you tell us a bit more about your current mandate about open banking? What does it mean at BBVA? What does open banking mean at BBVA? So um, for us, open banking is the perfect way to uh, bring our services to a broader audience, um, mainly through partnerships, but also modernizing our relationship with our customers, um, both offering our services or maybe integrating others that are third parties that we can easily bring to them in order to provide not only, I mean, you know, we are focusing in customer experience is our our goal. What moves us is our main, um, one of our main principles. But bringing that customer experience through third parties is the challenge that for us means open banking. Okay, it, it actually totally uh, totally makes sense. So now you're really an open innovation-led um, bank. Can you run us through the journey? BBVA has been operating in the space for such a long time through acquisitions and innovation on, on their own and APIs. Can you tell us a bit about this, uh, this journey? Well, we have. It's true. We have tried uh, many ways of, of innovating. Um, I think that through open innovation, which is our innovation unit, where we try to find the better ideas in the market and bring those ideas into reality, either by investing in in the companies or maybe integrating the companies. No? And the way we do that. Um, I think it's a very good one because we find which are the main challenges that the business uh, are having within BBVA to look for solutions. And those solutions will, will come obviously from the market and from people that is dedicating all the time to solve those kind of, of challenges. Also, uh, obviously, we are looking for interesting uh, investment options. And um, if, if those are some that suits our main goals, uh, we will go for them. So based on like what you just mentioned, focusing on customer centricity, and I believe it's something that you're really passionate about, um, can you tell us how you are doing that at BBVA on one side, but specifically, how do you focus on customer centricity when in the end the end customer is not yours? That's a very good question. Um, for us, customer centricity is uh, at the center of, of our lives. In fact, our mobile app has all the all the prices, mm -hmm. and um, I, I can promise that it's a very good one to use. We are even offering uh, services to non-customers, so they can try, they can feel the BBA experience, and decide then if they want to move in. Um, but what happens when instead of offering those services through your channels, you are offering? financial services through third-party channels. Because at that moment, you have to realize, I think, two things. Yeah. First, the onboarding has to be really smooth. And second, the 
financial part of the customer journey is uh, just a little bit for them. They are doing something else and then a financial need appears. So it's critical to have that done uh, at the right timing yeah. and with a very easy journey. Yeah. So I would think those are the two secrets to, um, to become successful. No? Also, it's important to understand what's the goal for the partner to, to embed your services and, and which is the customer journey they want to provide and how, so that you can um, arrange or you can, let's say, help them design how you can cover that in a better way. So it's, it's like a work together very closely with the partner to um, understand what the customer final need is and where the financial and real life gets together. I'm actually really glad you're bringing embedded finance, which is definitely my favorite topic for the past 10 years. It was not called like that before, but embedded finance actually totally makes sense as, as a word. Um, you have actually been one of the pioneers in doing that. And one of the favorite examples that I always bring in is what you did with Uber back in 2019 in Mexico, enabling Uber to provide financial services to their uh, drivers. Can you tell us a bit about some some key learnings essentially around that? Well, the first, I think the first key learning on those um, uh, those partnerships that we have been setting up is that um, the world um, outside of the financial service is really broad and um, one of the most important things that you need to attract customers is trust, trust in something, trust in the um, the ways that they operate their life, uh, trust in, in the um, interactions that they have with, uh, with the community and finding the touch points where you can offer a financial service, the touch points where you can provide value to them. Yeah. So when you work with, um, I don't want to, clo to, to call it close collectivity, but with a, um, a community that is around the same principles, typically the needs that that community have are very similar. Let's, let's say if, if you're talking about students, they will all need loans, they will, they will all need, I uh, don't know, computers financing, they will all need, if they are in Amsterdam, probably a bike or maybe a, a housing um, arrangement. No? So if you can provide to that community through their university, for example, all those kind of services packet, packaged somehow, then probably you are going to get much chances to success and much chances to get the product right for them. Yeah. So what happens with Uber is that Uber is a great community where they um, they work with the drivers to find what needs do they have. Yeah. So then providing services that are really valuable and really useful for those uh, for that community, it's much easier. No, so working with a partner to define which will be yeah. the next step in the service, I think is the main um, learning that we that we have. And I think basically it's the model of the future, right? So it's like not specifically like owning the end customer. Like it's fine, you can do it on specific niche, but in the end relying on others that have the knowledge of those community to actually distribute the service the way they want and exactly what they want. Well, what I can say, I work for open banking. Yeah. No. <laughs> But yes, life, life today is about communities, no? So, I mean, 
um, when you feel comfortable and you when you feel that you are part of something it's easier for you to uh, identify what are your needs to find out that you have the same needs as uh, the rest of, of the people around you know so it's easier to to share also and to um, become clear on on your needs can you tell us a bit about your embedded finance strategy essentially moving forward I would define that around uh, three pillars. Yeah. The first one is making things easier for our own customers. Uh, this means that on a B2B relationship, um, open banking can mean uh, an easier way to integrate or an easier way to reach online services from a company point of view with a very easy integration. So that would be the first um, part of our strategy. The second one will be obviously around partnerships and all the value that we have just commented and how to um, grow that and bring that into reality and make things easier for the partner to integrate all those services, to work with the community, to understand how easy it would be to integrate with, uh, with BBVA, to design together the services that we will need because I mean we have to remember each partner each partner will have different needs and will be including the, the services in a different uh, customer journey customer experience so that's something that we need to take into account you can have let's say a payments API but the use cases that you can use that payment API for uh, can be completely different one from another no so that would require probably a different customer journey even you are using the, the same product underlying. So that's the second one. And then the third one is how to uh, bring to, to BBVA the most of, of the market. No? How can we build things that are useful for the customer, including financial services, but also beyond financial services, including data, including other, other services. No? So I, I would say that's the, the, the strategy around open banking. That's, uh, that's very clear and it, uh, it totally makes sense. Um, I would like to know, like as a last question, jump into banking as a service because banking as a service is the, like for me, the enabler of embedded finance. Um, obviously, you have done it for such a long time. Do you think banking as a service is the future of all banks, essentially, or um, what's your view around that? I think bank as a service is going to be an important ingredient of the financial services of the future. Mm. Although there are other, I mean, the financial industry does a lot of services that probably won't go through bank as a service, yeah. no? And and there's um, uh, a big, big parts of, of the industry that uh, will probably need a direct relationship with uh, with the bank. But yes, if you talk about our day-to-day -day lives as consumers or even as companies, uh, on our transactional day-to-day uh, -day as companies, on our financial uh, needs as consumers, probably bank as a service is going to be uh, a big part of, of the ingredients of the cake. Super. Thank you so much, uh, Carmela, for this discussion. It was a pleasure. Thank you.